Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. I am here in the house with Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Sharon. And we are live on Facebook Live. Um, I also hear my phone ringing. Sorry about that. We have Ryan manning the phones. Hello, Ryan. Hey, hey. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you? I am swell. How are you? Oh, if I was any better, I'd be on vacation. Oh, look at you. Yeah, look at that. Um, we're actually missing one. One of our crew here tonight, but she's on her way. Uh, Mary Baker will be here shortly. She is one of our team members, one of part of the broker team here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And uh, again, you're listening to us live on WATD. You're so sure everything. I thought I literally looked up and I thought you were saying you're so short. <laughs> I don't know what was. It was just in my own head. Nope, so sure. You're everything. That's what WATD is. So Yes, yes, uh, yes. We're here tonight. We're talking real estate. We're actually going to continue on with our topic from last week. So if you were listening last week, um, thank you for doing so. And if you came back for some more, um, we are talking about contingencies. And it's such sort of a... very intricate when it comes to contingencies so we really have to take our time with explaining all of these uh so that's why we were really sort of patient with our movement last week right yeah well there's just so many different contingencies especially with a single family a multi-family a condo Mm -hmm. the whole shebang so and we got some you know pretty positive feedback from people saying you know you should continue that discussion because it really is helpful i know laurie actually came into to my office and was talking to me and Mary um, a couple of days ago and said, I was writing down some of your, like my notes. And <laughs> she, I, yeah, because she she's, um, that too. yeah, about new construction <laughs> because she has an offer in on a new construction and she's like, you know, I want to add some of these um, contingencies in it. So, mm-hmm. um, so she, that was nice. It was, it's, yeah. it's always nice to hear that people are listening to learning. us. You know, we're always learning. Um, it was funny because I was talking to her the other day too. And she told me that she's like, yeah, I was listening to your show and I was taking all my notes and, 
you know, the thing is, is in our office too, what's so great is that we have so much experience there that we're always learning from each other. Yeah. And um, I know right before I left, actually, Ginny Wandell, she was actually going to be our agent spotlight tonight. But um, unfortunately, she isn't going to be able to join us, but it's because she is going to be presenting an offer tonight. <laughs> yeah. to Fortunately her for her, yeah. <laughs> she's presenting an offer. Yeah. Um, so it's so it's us. We're, we're the agent spotlights tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you can catch us too if you want to see us live we are on facebook so you can catch us there facebook live uh you just go to the boston connect page so you just go to facebook.com forward slash boston Boston connect Connect. and that's how you will find us that's how you will connect with us so um the other thing too is and i don't even know if i'll have time before lisa calls in so we're going to be waiting for lisa demilo to call us um i just wanted to uh, talk a little bit and i i really don't think i'll have time but something that i oh i won't so i'm gonna <laughs> wait i'm gonna wait i'm gonna the suspense will kill you yeah. for what's gonna happen hopefully no one's waiting in traffic right now <laughs> exactly but if there is traffic the one girl that's going to be able to get you through it is lisa demilo from the watd traffic center how's it looking out there lisa well sharon the afternoon rush continues on the expressway southbound it's just inching along from the tunnel to South Bay and you're back in it from Granite Ave to the split. Northbound's a grind from Braintree up past Neponset Circle and more delays approaching the tunnel. Route 3 South's all brake lights down past Union Street but from there you're right back up to speed. The northbound side is also good. The Bourne Bridge slows heading on Cape. The Sagamore is good. Route 24 South locked up from after 106 down past 495 and Route 44 is okay. This report is sponsored by the Ad Council. One in three adults has prediabetes, but with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. And we're back. Hello to my social neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with me and Mel in the house. Hey, Mel. Hey. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. (laughs) Just the two of us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mary is on her way in, uh, but she is running a little behind just because she was out showing a couple properties to some of our clients. And uh, one of our clients just gave her a really, really nice um, compliment. You want to know what he said? Oh, what was it? He said, I'm really happy. Oh, we are really happy because it's a husband and wife that we decide to um, hire professionals. Oh, isn't that great? That's like the best compliment we could get. It really is. It just makes me want to wake up tomorrow and do it all over again. (laughs) I think we might. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll be doing that. Yeah, (laughs) I think we're we're stuck for a little bit. Yeah, that's good. So do you want to tell um, everybody about, you know, liking our page and last week and how you got in touch with people? So yes. So if you are a member of either Pembroke Connect, um, Marshfield Connect, Hanover Connect, um, you might have recently seen uh, my post. I put a little picture up on there. I went to Dunkin Donuts today and went a little crazy with the gift card. (laughs) (laughs) But what we're doing is if you like our page, Boston Connect Real Estate, on Facebook while we're live on our show every Mm -hmm. Tuesday night from 6.15 to 7.30, we will send you a $5 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts in the mail. Um, Or if you prefer not to give us your address, you can come swing by the office, um, whatever, you know, whatever you guys want to (laughs) do. I know it's a little warm in here. It's warm in here today. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, if you're on Facebook Live, it's a little warm in here. Um, But yeah, so, you know, we really want to, you know, get 
some yes. get some more people you know, noticing our stuff on social yep. media. So what are we going to do? We're going to um, do their five dollar one. So what are we going to do? Like ten dollar, uh, ten the first ten people, first twenty people. What? Yeah, first ten people every Tuesday night. Yep. Um, you will receive a five dollar gift card. And I've everybody who liked the page last week. Um, you know, I reached out to them and we're sending those in the mail today. So um, looks like our live stopped though. I think so. I'll fix that. Mm. You keep talking. Tell people how they can find us. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, it's facebook.com slash Boston Connect. Um, our team page is Sharon McNamara and Broker Team. Um, you can go to bostonconnect.com and find all of our contact information, um, our personal contact information there. You can follow us on Instagram, Boston Connect Real Estate, and again, Sharon McNamara and Broker Team. Um, if you miss any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateradio.com or you can go to the podcast app, um, Talk Real Estate WATD. I believe that's what it is now. Um, and yeah, we post all of our shows there every Wednesday. Um, so if you ever miss a show, um, be sure to go to those, um, either your podcast app or to talkrealestateradio.com. And then if you ever have any suggestions of, you know, things that you want to hear and you're a little shy to call in um, into the show, you can email um at bostonconnect.com or you can email any of us Sharon at Boston Connect Melissa at Boston Connect Mary at Boston Connect you know all that fun stuff you know so what's the what's the topic for tonight Melissa oh well I'm glad you asked so we are going to be doing um, a continuation of our show from last week um, we were talking about contingencies like you know like we said in the beginning we did get a lot of great feedback and we are loving this longer show because we are getting a lot more um, content out there and and the discussion is going a little bit more smoothly um but yeah so we're going to be continuing our contingency talk um sometimes we we get on a roll and then we pick it back up a couple weeks later but now we're just we're like no we're going to be doing it two (laughs) weeks in a row there's a lot to cover um so we wanted to do a second show for everybody um but yeah and we are now live again. I don't know what happened. Maybe the internet just went out. So you can yeah. go to facebook.com forward slash Boston Connect and you will be able to find us live uh, on the air so you can see what it looks like in the studio. We have Ryan back there. He's usually doing a little bit of a jig or a little <laughs> bit of a dance for us. So he's like my dance partner. <laughs> You're going to have to teach me that one. We were dancing <laughs> in the office today too. Yeah, I know. We had a co-broke that actually came in and we were just dancing. We're excited because yeah. you know what we're doing on Sunday? Oh yeah. Can you guess? Are you going dancing? Uh, if uh, if I could it. turn back time, I'm going to see Cher on no Sunday. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Where, where's that? It's going to be in Boston at, at the, the garden. garden. At the garden, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. I expect a full report next week. Yes. We all have matching T-shirts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Why I don't love you it. try to get some tickets <laughs> and go? I love it. Oh I'm actually busy on Sunday. Um, oh, all right. You're it's, never too busy for Cher. My, my nephew. <laughs> if Cher can go on tour in her 70s, I think you can drop whatever it is you're doing and go and see her. <laughs> my nephew's turning one, Melissa. Oh yeah. Well. Well, yeah, <laughs> he'll turn two next he year. So. But the, I see the picture on Facebook all the time. Is oh, that yeah. who you're with? Yeah, yep, he's yep. so cute. He is. I love him. And Mary's <laughs> in the house. Mary just made it here. So um, we told everybody Mary Mary was out showing properties. So again, we are talking about contingencies. We're continuing on from last week. But if you have any questions for us regarding any type of real estate, it doesn't have to be about this topic. Feel free to call. Ryan is manning the phones. 781-837-4900. That's how you're going to get in touch with us. Uh, just an idea of what contingencies we're talking about a home sale contingency mm-hmm. um, that would be you're putting an offer in on a property but you have a property to sell in order to buy that
that one. What should that verbiage be? Uh, suitable home contingency. You're putting your house on the market. You want to try to find a house. How do you never become homeless? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Last week, uh, Mary uh, did an in-depth conversation about contingencies and what you should be writing for new construction, yep. which came, it was very, very useful for, like I said, one of our managers in the office. She's actually one of our trainers. She thought that that was great as well. Um, we have the tritum addendum. Uh, condominiums is very, very important. Mm -hmm. So I will talk yeah. to you guys about those contingencies and what we feel is important. But um, I'm just going to sort of uh, recap or just sort of discuss since we didn't have the agent spotlight. Uh, so last Thursday, sort of unexpectedly, um, I ended up going to North Car uh, South Carolina, flew into North Carolina, Charlotte, uh, to see my daughter, Mackenzie, who's at Clemson. And I'm hoping that maybe she'll call in tonight. Um, What's the like Clemson theme song? Do you know? Like, do they have a fight song? Uh, go go go! Get him! Get him! Get him! I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Ryan curious. could uh, find it. By the way, I'm sure. Um, Represent. Yeah. So I actually can you just see if this voicemail maybe was that person that I was hoping could call in. So um, what we did. It was sort of nothing planned, so we didn't have any big plans. And she's actually in the process of moving apartments, and she is also finishing up with this semester, and she's also studying abroad. She leaves May 10th. Uh, she just got awarded with the uh, Student of the Year for the first um, first year grad students Which in her program. Awesome. Yeah, so amazing. I mean, she's just doing fabulous. And not only does she do that, but she volunteers a lot too. So Mackenzie yeah. is studying higher education administration. And um, one of the things that she does is she does an internship in the veterans department. She's very, very much involved in that. And she had told me as she got into this field how she really does want to be, you know, get more involved. And I said, well, go see if you can do an internship, a volunteer. So she did. They accepted her. So she wanted to bring me around. Um, I also got stuck in that tornado warning, <laughs> which I just... Do you thought. know what Clemson <laughs> University sounds like when sirens are going off for, take shelter, Woo, what woo. a well, what a welcome you got. Tornado. <laughs> like and uh, we were in separate cars and what do I do? I called Mark. Mark's like, "Where's your daughter?" Like, well, I don't know if she's <laughs> like, I, "What would you like me to do from here, Sharon?" Well, it was weird because like, you know, there were people just walking around with an umbrella and I was like, "Obviously, they don't hear it." And then or this is normal. <laughs> And then the other thing is, is when we went into one of the departments, like they actually evacuated everybody out of the buildings and into mm. the basement and everything. Yeah. It was actually quite serious. That happened quite frequently when I was in Florida. Oh, yeah. So in the basement. Really? I, was, oh, yeah. I was scared. But anyways, when we went to the veterans department, so I was there Friday, they said, oh, what are you doing tomorrow morning, Mackenzie? And she said nothing. And they said, oh, well, we're part of the Purple Heart, for, uh, Purple Heart Homes. And it is um, a program that honors veterans yeah. um, and they're older veterans. And it's um, I just thought it was great, you know, and Mackenzie's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, well, can I come too?" And they were like, yeah, absolutely. If you want to like the more was, the merrier. Yeah, right? I wasn't there on vacation. I was just there to like sort of help Mackenzie with a few things. So we got up uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m., and we traveled um, not too far, about a half hour, to get to this veteran's home. He was in the, I believe he was in Vietnam War? Cold War? What's, yeah, one of the Probably wars. Vietnam. Yeah. And um, he was older. He was in his 70s. Yeah. And he had a mobile home, and it was next to this home. And what he needed help was moving back and forth. So this program, actually, that's what they do is they help veterans who need help and assistance. Like they had a bunch of volunteers who actually help build the house. The guy was yeah. very hands-on and he did a lot of the stuff himself. It's taken him four years to get the house to the point where they could move in. And his wife, um, she was just so overwhelmed. And it was just, 
It was really interesting because there was one section of the floor that sort of dipped down and I was walking near it and he like grabbed my arm and he's like, don't, don't step on that. And I was like, oh, all right. Like, what is it? He goes, it's a hole. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I don't want you to go through it. He goes, we're just used to walking around it. And it's just sort of like, you know, this is how they've been living for years. They raised four kids in this mobile home, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't so know. Is, was this their like first home? Yeah. Home? Yeah. First home. First home. Mm. Yeah. Wow, wow. So they've been in there. I think they, they said that they would have been married for like 46 years. Oh. And they do that little bantering that, you know, people who have been married for 46 mm. like years. Like you and Mark. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it hasn't been 46, but I know <laughs> the banter 26, well. 26, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and it was just so... It was so warming to see, you know, the veterans that go, you know, go to Clemson. I guess there's 350. And I asked Mackenzie if she could call in. Um, there's 300 veterans that go to, they're enrolled in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for them to take a Saturday morning and just get up and help these people. And you just had this urge um, and this feeling inside of me just to say, thank you for letting me do this with you today. Like yeah. there isn't another way I would have wanted to spend my day before Easter. You know, it was just so... It was so heartwarming and to see these younger and when I say younger kids, I mean, they're older students because they had been, you know, enrolled and they got deployed. Mm -hmm. Some of them got deployed, but there they were, you know, undoing beds and, you know, putting things together. And, you know, one was like teaching Mackenzie how to use like a screw gun and just being patient through the whole thing. And, you know, I came around the corner one time and I asked one of the boys, Ryan, I was like, oh, are you married, Ryan? And he's like, no, ma'am. He's just so polite, (laughs) just so courteous. He's like, no, ma'am. You know, I was at one time and he said something like, I hope one day to take a wife again. And I was like, <laughs> Mackenzie's head turned around like the exodus. She said, take a wife? <laughs> we don't talk like that in Boston anyways. But it was just really nice. So, um, the, again, the program is Purple Heart Homes, Hearts um, of Honor. Um, they do have, you know, a lot of things that you can donate to on their website. There is a book, Wounded, Coming Home. It started with these two veterans that recently, um, you know, were in a recent war. I believe that they were in Iraq. And uh, one is a double amputee. Uh, younger, though. See, he's yeah. a younger guy. And, uh, Rai, can you see? Yeah, younger guy. And um, they were just very interested in the process. There seems to be a lot of organizations that sort of help people right now who are just getting Mm -hmm. out of the war. But it's almost like that forgotten era of, you know, the Vietnam War and older veterans and having no place to go. Um, So I thought it was great. So one of the things is, is I did call the director and it was last minute. So hopefully I can have him on next week and he can. Yeah, he's going to be on next week. Next week? Mm -hmm. Oh, he left us a message? Yeah. Oh, great. So, um... You know, their mission here, it says Purple Heart Homes is dedicated to providing housing for a service connected disabled and aging veterans that is substantial in function, design and quality fit to welcome home the fighting men and women of America. So um, that's what this is all about. And, um, you know, it seems like they have it started down south, but I thought maybe this would be a nice thing for us to try to, you know, incorporate and try to get a chapter up here in the Massachusetts area. I think that'd be great. Um, so maybe that's something that Boston Connect, maybe we can get a committee together and try to do that. But if you're looking online, uh, that's what it is, Hearts of Honor. So um, it's great. And the book, you can go onto their website. The book is Wounded Homecoming and the Uphill Journey of Wounded Veterans from the Battlefield to the Homefront. So um, that would be a great book. You know what, maybe what I'll do is um, Ryan if we have any listeners um, right now hopefully we do if we could say listener number what number do we want to say 
Ryan, pick a number. I'm going to buy this. Number four. If you, oh, uh, that's call, what I was thinking, and I didn't say it. Wow, psychic. Telepathy. Mm-hmm. 781-837-4900. <laughs> if you are caller number four, I would love to purchase this book for you. So it's, again, called Wounded Homecoming, 781-837-4900. And um, I'm happy to buy this book. So if you are interested in it, um, I'm happy to buy one for you. So anyways, we'll have him on next week, and he will tell us more about his chapter and maybe what we can do to start one around here. Well, okay. like you said, what a great way to spend the day before Easter, you mm. know, during the during the holiday or just the yeah. holiday season in general. Yeah. Thinking, um, spending time to give back to people who have mm. given so much for us, mm-hmm. you know, I think is really well, awesome. Well, one thing that was so sweet, well, first of all, again, I just went down there. I could tell that Mackenzie was overwhelmed. So, yes, flying to North Carolina to drive two hours to get to Clemson is a little dramatic just to help your daughter move and do laundry and stuff. But she's going to be going in May. She's leaving to go to England, and I won't see her. So, I, you know, it was just a good time with the holiday. It was yeah. a little, not that it was slow for us, but you guys certainly have everything under control for me when I'm, you know, so I'm able to do those things. And, you know, I just felt bad for Mackenzie because, like, her and Alex were going to be down there alone for Easter, you know. Yeah. And everybody was so awesome about inviting Mark and my father and Casey everywhere. So thank you, ladies, for doing that um, and inviting them to your home Absolutely. with Holly and Sam and to Nana's house, even though Nana. Nana probably didn't know. But, Nana, thanks for the invite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she would have been like, oh, invite them all. <laughs> have the whole fam have over. Whole yeah. fam. But it was nice that I was able, Mackenzie and I made a nice little ham and we had you know, a nice dinner, but Mackenzie, it was fun because while we're in this house, you know, it was a lot of heavy lifting and things like that. And Mackenzie was like, well, why don't we ask my mom? My mom's like, she stages homes, like she's a professional stager. And um, so that word sort of got around quite quickly. So the wife kept on finding me. She's like, what would you do with this? And she was an older (laughs) woman and she was so overwhelmed, you guys, like one overwhelmed with emotion of gratitude with help. Mm -hmm. And in genuine and the other was um that um Mackenzie's actually calling me right now so maybe she can call into the radio station and the other was um that she was just overwhelmed I mean moving is a process and they've oh, yeah. been doing this slowly and then to just suddenly have everything over here and I could see how tired she was like I said she was in her 70s later 70s it's pro- probably an overwhelming emotion too to find it, it's it's out of your norm, right? Out yeah. of your comfort to say, I've been living in this, you know, mobile home or whatever it mm-hmm. is, or this trailer for the yeah. uh, however many years. And now you know, I'm going sta- to be stationary and, oh my gosh, it's finally happening. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and the pride of ownership in every little thing that they had, you know, like I love there was, that, yeah, there was this one, um, picture that she had on her living room wall and it was of an eagle like an eagle flying mm-hmm. so obviously that was you know probably the connection symbolic. to yeah symbolic of the military and she I said what can I do to help you I can see that you're overwhelmed so why don't you give me a task that you want done because like she was emptying the fridge and doing some stuff like that and then there were younger kids you know what I mean so you know, they could help do that stuff. And she's like, I have this picture over my couch and I have another one over on the other side. Would you mind hand walking those over? So I was like, yes, I'm happy to do that. So I did that. But when I saw her later in the day and we were just there just a couple hours, I would say a few hours. And, um, I was looking at her and I I knew how tired, I could see how tired she Mm -hmm. was. So I just went up to her and I was like, 
why don't you tell me where your linens and your comforter sets are? Like, so I said, I'll make sure that let's, the first thing that I want to get done for you is I want your bedrooms done. So um, her husband has really bad sleep apnea, so they have separate rooms. Um, so... I said, just tell me where all that stuff is and I'll make the beds. And she had new comforters and she didn't know even really what to do with a pillow sham. And so I had it all decorated for her. And I I said, I started tucking sheets. I don't like my sheets tucked in. I said, okay, then we don't tuck in your sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she just came over and she hugged me. She she just gave me like a mom hug. You know what I mean? It just felt awesome. It just felt so good. Like, and I was just like... I was like, you know what? So at the end of the day, you put away as much as you possibly can. You're not going to get all of it done, so don't try to. I said, but tonight, you're going to take a nice shower right before you go to bed. You're going to get into your new clean sheets and your new comforter, and life is going to be great in your new home. So it was really fun. Yeah, you can't hear? Oh, yeah, there you go. Hello. So, okay, here we go. Yeah. Hello. So, Hello. Yeah, so that's, that's so awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of having FOMO. Yeah. Well, like, I, I wish I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Well, that's why it's so important to do something like opening a chapter up here. And mm-hmm. Especially, you know, um, with, like, the winters. I think about, like, the winters that yeah. we have and the homeless vets during... Or not necessarily homeless, but... Yeah, there's a um, lot. There's just a lot that can be done here, yep. um, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Well, and I just and I think... I love the vets. Yeah. My dad was a vet. Mm. My brother's a vet. Well, you know, yeah. Papa, you know, he was in World War yeah. Two, and Mackenzie's cousins, you know, Chris and Sean were both. And, you know, just looking at these younger kids that, you know, they sacrificed a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. These kids have all been through a lot, and um, I don't know. It just, there's just been, there was like that aha epiphany moment for me warmed your heart it really did warmed your heart it really did so uh kudos to all those uh kids down there in the veterans department and Mackenzie just called did she say she could call in or no yeah she couldn't hear me so I sent her a text oh, okay so maybe we can get Mackenzie to call in and she can talk a little more intelligently about it but for now guess what we're gonna talk real estate Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> going back to contingency yeah, yeah. all right so, again, 781-837-4900. I don't think we got any callers for our book giveaway. So um, Maybe and, the first caller now. Yeah, <laughs> the first caller, uh, Wounded Homecoming. Um, it's a book uh, that has to do with this Purple Heart organization, Purple Heart Homes, uh, Hearts of Honor. And um, if you would like this book, uh, feel free to call us, 781-837-4900. And Ryan uh, will get your information for us, and I will order that book for you. We can have a book club. So we'll have a book club, and then I will read it too. I'll order one, and we can read it, and we'll have a little I'll book club. Cry. Oh, we can put it no, on our BCRE library. Oh yes, yes. Anyways, all right, back to contingency. Yeah. What do you want to talk about first? Yeah. Well, we did so, talk a lot about like home inspections and stuff like that. I know what I want to talk about first. But. So I was just going to say recap from yes uh, yesterday. Where is the time? No, last week's show. So contingencies mm. are written in. Oh, that's a nice um, photo. Yeah. yeah, that was the back of a shirt. I'll post Imp- it. Improving lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So Sharon will post that photo that she was just showing from mm-hmm. the Purple Heart Homes, um, yep. their their logo on their shirts, which is really nice. Um, but contingencies, so blanket statement for all contingencies. There are so many. You can you can um, make any any contingency home inspection mortgage contingency pool inspections um, home sales suitable housing all of those big juicy items that we're going to talk about are all considered contingencies contingencies are placed in your offers to um, protect essentially protect either the buyer or seller's interest so depending on 
who you're working for or who or where you are in that process that will um, be dependent upon well that will largely st state what kind of contingency you're going to put in there just so everybody knows what that is mm -hmm. okay so just a little recap okay okay perfect so which one are we going to talk about first <laughs> um so do you guys want to hit on appraisal contingencies oh yeah we can talk about that one I'm, I'm posting stuff, so you can, you can talk <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, Mary, it. take the reins. So appraisal contingency. What? Oh, we have Mackenzie on the phone. Oh, we have Mackenzie McNamara on the phone. Hey, Nens. Hi. How are you? Hi, Mackenzie. Hey. Hi, everyone. Um, I miss you so much. I was just uh, telling all of our listeners here at WATD um, about that awesome Saturday that we had together and what an honor it was to do something little. Um, and they were so grateful for it, wasn't it? Weren't they? Yes, they definitely were grateful for the support and help. Yeah. So do you want to tell um, our listeners, again, this is Mackenzie McNamara. She is my youngest baby, uh, 23 years old, and she is at Clemson uh, University, and she is studying higher education administration, but she is also um, interning in the Veterans Department. Do you want to tell a little bit about what you're doing in the Veterans Department and a little bit about this Purple Heart Homes? We have the, you know, Dave that was there uh, from the organization. We're going to be interviewing him next week, too. So if you and Brennan want to call in next week, we can have you do that, too. Too. Okay. Um, yeah, I can tell you a little bit about what I'm doing. So my role in the Office of Military and Veteran Engagement is mostly a fair assessment. So I'm doing a veteran needs assessment, um, which entails like creating a survey and administering the survey and getting it out to the student population. Um, so we sent out 320 surveys to all the veterans and military-connected students on campus and got about 100 replies, which is really good. Mm -hmm. um, only 40 people applied last year, so it's a big improvement for us. Mm -hmm. um, and then with that information that we're gathering through that survey, we're going to be creating new initiatives and programs and hopefully developing more funding sources that veterans can utilize to make their undergraduate experience a little bit easier post-service. Mm -hmm. So the room that you brought me to, what is that just sort of like there where they just sort of hang out with each other because they just have commonality, so they feel comfortable, you know, there? Yeah, so the Veteran Center is just like a place where people hang out. It's very similar to like a commuter lounge, which is um, pretty common at bigger commuting schools. And it's just a place where they can convene, get together, talk um, throughout the day. A lot of them commute to campus as well, so they'll have like two or three hour breaks between their classes so that's just a good easy place on campus to find some comfort in what can be very hectic and overwhelming um for veterans on a mm -hmm. busy campus of twenty three thousand. Oh yeah yeah it's a huge campus i was telling everybody about the tornado warning mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um i said it was right out of twista mm, yeah <laughs> So um, any other things that you want to sort of share in regard? I mean, I know you didn't, I don't know how much you know about this Purple Heart organization, but I thought it was very heartwarming to see, you know, all the volunteers of, you know, the students that were there. And I know just a couple of weeks ago, didn't you do some type of a walk? Yeah, so I participated in the military appreciation, military appreciation um, walk, and that's one of the fundraisers we have on campus. So the money all goes towards the veteran scholarship. And I think something that really has kind of hit home for me is when we thinking, think about being charitable and where we're contributing our money, our time, and our abilities, it's really important to look at the mission of these organizations and where your resources are going. Um, so Purple Heart Homes is a good example of a very ethical 
um, nonprofit where all of the money that you donate and the labor that you put in goes directly to veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, so just making sure that you're looking at the vision, the mission, and how um, your support is being utilized because there are nonprofits out there who will collect money and the money does not completely go towards um, what they're saying it is. Oh, on that's the a good point, Nuns. That's actually super important to kind of um, know what you're backing up, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Mm. That's great. So do they have any other events coming up that you're aware of or anything that's going on campus that um, you, you can maybe talk to our listeners about and maybe they can find out more information? Or what about some of our listeners who maybe where, you know, they have kids who have been, you know, maybe they're deployed right now or they're just getting out. And maybe, you know, how are there services and things out there for, you know, directly for the veterans to get into schools like Clemson? Yeah, so I think one of the big things that I would suggest to you veterans who are looking to engage in post-secondary education would to look at um, the Yellow Ribbon Program. And there are a lot of different like accreditation sources for veteran programs. So Clemson has an accredited veteran resource center. So it's gone through the VA and government standards to be considered at a high ranking. So they provide resources, veterans report that they feel comfortable and welcomed on the campus. Um, So when you're looking at a school that's really going to encompass that identity and the values that you hold from your service, really trying to find um, an institution that has those accreditations to back them up is really a good way to kind of look into that. And then also just knowing how the GI Bill is utilized um, so that you're not putting your own personal funds when the government is paying you back for your service through educational opportunities and funding. That's awesome. So what about like people who aren't like you're ve- you've always been very resourceful for sure. Nens. like what about people who aren't sure where to sort of start? I mean, where, where, I know you might have just said that, but can you slow it down a little bit for people like me? <laughs> yes. Where do you start? Um, I would look up yellow ribbon programs, mm-hmm. which is again, that accreditation source. And you should be able to find a list of institutions that have that accreditation. Okay. Um, so I know Clemson has one, University of Texas A&M has one, mm-hmm. um, University of Kentucky is pretty well known for their program. Um, but finding a list of schools that have those resources and then also narrowing down what you're interested in and not limiting yourself to what your job might have been during your service mm-hmm. specifically, but also like thinking about like engaging in a career after education, what do you want to spend your time doing? Awesome. And, you know, there was a wide range of um, people that I met that were students. So I think that the age ranged from what, like 19 up to 46? Yeah, I think that's always a fun part of working with veterans because you have some of the younger students who are active in the reserves and they'll go off to trainings a few weekends a month. And they're usually typical college age. But then you have some people who have retired and they're coming back later in life. I think the oldest veteran who answered the survey that we put out was like 56 or so. Wow. Hmm. So these, yeah, so these are men and women who are really coming back and going to commit to their education. That's awesome. 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 Well, Nens, thanks so much for calling us. I know that you had another busy day today and I know that you had your breakfast this morning for uh, your award that you got for being uh, chosen as the top student in your program. Um, So congratulations on that. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to get in touch, you know, talk to Brennan um, and ask him if he'd like to sort of maybe we can coordinate some time for next week where we can interview the uh, people of this Purple Heart Homes uh, and talk a little bit more about that.
Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nens. Well, love you, baby. Have a great night, okay? Uh, love you, everyone. Bye. Oh, bye. Love you, too. Love you too. Ryan, she loves you, too. <laughs> we're all about the love yeah, here tonight. We're really love. feeling yeah. it. I know. Well, it was really, it's just something, and I, I don't do things like this that no. often on the show, and I just think that, you know, a lot of people ask us to, you know, volunteer and give to this and give to that, and, you know, when you just you know asked on a whim to do something and how it emotionally charged me was sort of interesting for me yeah you know yeah it just it really did it really just it hit a chord with me so anyways um we are live here at WATD 95.9 FM uh we are going to start talking about real estate but um this section here was more about um you know giving back and talking about the veterans and certainly wanting to do more Purple Heart Homes obviously has something to do with homes and yeah. I think maybe that was a little bit of my connection um as well so uh 781-837-4900 if you have any questions for us uh regarding real estate please uh give us a buzz you can also see us online uh you can see um boston connect um facebook page so all right so we were talking about contingencies what was the first one you guys wanted to talk about i think appraisal. we're going to do appraisal, oh, appraisal. all right go ahead I'm i know I, don't, I guess it wasn't the one that melissa wanted to talk about that's okay all right, right let's we'll talk get, about we'll, the appraisal one we'll first. get to yours next. it's easy um so uh what we're, what we've seen a lot in the probably the past several years um, was an additional clause in um, in our offers that was said subject to the property appraising at or above purchase price. Mm-hmm. So essentially what that means is whatever you've agreed to pay for the house, the mm-hmm. bank is going to come in and do a third party analysis by a licensed appraiser who has all of his um, licensures mm-hmm. to do so or hers. Um, and they're go- going to verify the amount that you're paying for the house. And mm-hmm. then that bank is going to say, all right, based off of all of this and based off of um, our findings, we're, we believe that the value of the house is what you are paying for it and we are going to give you the loan for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so with adding in that additional contingency, it, it was like a, an, extra, an extra step and an extra protection for Layer. our clients. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Mary going as the approach of the buyer's agent, um, she talks about why she would put that in there. My approach from the listing perspective is, um, you know, there are times when you have multiple offer situations. Mm-hmm. What we often see is people putting in these very unrealistic offers, yep. like $50,000 mm-hmm. over the asking price. Yeah. Right? And when we put these down, the first thing I always say to our clients is, all right, we give you a spreadsheet. Don't, we cannot base this on the highest amount of money. We have to look at all of the other contingencies and, uh, you know, all the other conditions. And every single time we see an offer that's sort of grossly over the list price, Mm -hmm. I feel they know it's because they are fully aware that it won't yeah, appraise. It yeah. won't appraise. Yeah, because they'll put in there, okay, we're going to give you $50,000 more than the asking price, but then they'll also write in that comment, you know, the house, you know, sale price to be higher than, or I mean the appraisal to be higher than, at or higher yeah. than. And you price. you always say you have to sell a house twice. Yeah. So you have to sell a house to a buyer and then you have to sell it to an appraiser mm-hmm. or the bank. You know, you yeah. the whatever the bank is willing to give you for that house is what essentially it's going to be worth. Yeah. Um, the bank so, isn't going to give you money for a house that isn't worth it. Yeah. Just because you want to pay $50,000 more for it doesn't mean that the yeah. bank is going to give it to you. You can come up with it in cash if yeah. you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that mm-hmm. happens sometimes. But, um, it does. 
but yeah so mary do you want to talk about some of the options that that people or buyers have even sellers have if the property doesn't appraise yeah so i think um i think a common misconception is when you put that clause in there that says subject to property appraising at or above purchase price people kind of feel oh well if it doesn't appraise my my offer is dead in the water Mm -hmm. or we're just kind of um we're lost it's it's a no-go yeah well there's all it's always a negotiation it's always kind of a back and forth right so Mm -hmm. for buyer and seller if a property doesn't appraise you have a few options you could um decide to go your separate ways and say Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately seller is not willing to negotiate on their price and the buyer isn't able to Mm -hmm. or is not willing to make up the difference in cash or you could potentially buyer and seller could meet somewhere in the middle and say all right the house i'm buying the house for 500,000 but it appraised for 450 can we meet in the middle at 475 mm-hmm. um or you know in certain markets the buyer is able to mm-hmm. make up the entire difference between appraised value and um sale price in cash um that's I would say not super typical from my experience in the South Shore, mm-hmm. um, but I did see it quite often in, in the, the city, city, and I do see it quite often. In what the about city. VA loans? VA loans and um, even FHA, FHA, FHA loans. Mm-hmm. You, there's an amendatory clause that come along with the loan program itself that state the property has to appraise at um, its sale price. Mm-hmm. VA. I'm not sure about FHA. I'm not 100% sure about FHA. I know VA, the buyer cannot make up the difference in mm-hmm. cash. They it, they just can't. Yeah. Um, a lot of times the VA uh, loans are 100% financing too. Yeah. So chances are they don't ha- even have the money to come to the table with. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is an important pro- part of the process too. So when I am going over the numbers and when Melissa hears me saying to people in our conference room, you have to sell the house twice, once yeah. to a buyer, once to an appraiser, the appraisers are just using numbers and everybody sees the numbers, you know? So I, that's why pricing a home properly is mm. very, very important, right? It's very important to educate a client, a seller, a buyer of what mm. is going on in the market because it is sort of, you know, crazy, especially in the city when you're going so far over asking. It's like you have to be educated on what it is that mm. you're actually doing here. Yep. Um, what are the consequences yeah. or benefits or whatever to go over asking? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. What's the what's the risk? And yeah. is it mm-hmm. and, and are you making a calculated risk or mm-hmm. is it? Um, and it really all is circumstantial and and person dependent. Mm-hmm. In in my opinion, some mm-hmm. people are going to be willing to make up the difference um, in cash just because they want mm-hmm. that specific house, mm-hmm. and others aren't. Yeah. Others others are like, no, I'm not going to overpay mm-hmm. for something. Yeah, I'm not a big advocate of anyone overpaying for anything. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. I'm always like, I got a coupon. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I, I just am. I just. What did you think was too expensive today? Boxes. Yeah, oh boxes. yeah, boxes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're um, trying to do some research for one of our clients who are yeah. moving um, in a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. and they're you know I'm I'm researching some boxes. Somebody had told me about a website, and I was like, I can get you a better price. I can get you a better box. <laughs> get a better price on anything. <laughs> um, but with with appraisals, there are some. In- Instances where you can order another appraisal. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. So you if you really, if you're it. very far yeah. off, if you feel like they're very far off, um, you know, there is an option to, to, 
You have to pay for it though, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the, typically to, the buyer has to pay. Mm-hmm. have to buy, um, the buyer has to pay for another appraisal. But, you know, sometimes it, it works in their benefit and, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the appraiser is not from the area and, and doesn't know. You know, yeah, that so does happen a lot. The way that it used to be is in 2004 and 2005 when things were sort of crazy. Not sort of, they were. Yeah. What would happen is is the loan officer, the buyer client would go to a loan officer and then the loan officer would then call an appraiser. So let's just say the appraiser was his good friend and he would say, hey, Harry, um, here's a new, I need you to go to get this appraisal. We need it to appraise at. Like, yeah. this was the common language that we had back then. And, oh, what do you need it to appraise at? Where do you need it to be? Like, you know, th- no one was really that concerned about the real true comps. And people were just making things up. And that's how we got in the trouble that we got in. And things were artificially inflated with pricing. Well, obviously, the government said no more of that when we got into 2010. Yeah. You know, and they're like, mm-hmm. no, look what has happened. And we had that big decline in the real estate market. So now what happens is the buyer client goes to their loan officer. The loan officer then goes to a third-party company. That third-party company then disperses the appraisal mm-hmm. so to the appraisal company. The loan officer and the appraiser can't have communication on, hey, this is what I need it to get mm-hmm. to, you know, so... Which is is good, and then they, you know, they're giving you a fair assessment of what they feel the value of the house is. Which is why when I sit with people and they're putting their house on the market, I'm always like, this is what the appraiser is going to be looking at, you know. So the numbers are the numbers, and it's like water; it seeks its own level. Where it's supposed to be, it will be. Yeah. Right. You can never underprice a house, but you certainly can overprice a house, and that's backwards momentum, and that isn't good for anybody, right? Oh, I Mm -hmm. like that backwards momentum. I've never heard you use that before, Parker. Parker. Parker Parker came up with that oh. mm-hmm, in my Ooh. presentation. I said, oh, I don't know how. He's getting like two shout outs. Yeah. <laughs> I texted him. I was like, you just got a shout out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. Uh, uh, you are listening to WATD. We are live. Talk real estate with Sharon McMara, Mary Baker, and Melissa Wallace. We have Ryan Mann in the phone, 781-837-4900. Any real estate topic you want to discuss, give us a buzz. Right now, Ryan's going to give you a little bit of the news as an update, and we will be back. Don't miss a minute of Talk Real Estate. Check out the podcast page at talkrealestateradio.com. Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate. Brian didn't think I was ready, but I was. <laughs> Rye, how I love you so. You're so used to me now. I'm just I'm just trying to look out for you. I know. You're like my you're like my brother. Just so you know, this this clock in here is different than the one you have in there by two minutes. So I tried to change it last week and I can't figure it out. <sighs> so you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, Mary Baker, and uh, Melissa Wallace. 781-837-4900 if you are working your way home today and uh, you had some questions for us about real estate, we'd love to hear from you. We're also giving away a book, but we haven't gotten any callers. I mean, I'm sort of getting a complex about this. Um, so <laughs> I the feel book- like all our callers are, are driving and they're not gra- reaching for their phones. They should yeah. have this number programmed yeah, into 
to their phone. This number. <laughs> well, why don't you tell Melissa people how they can get the $5 gift card? Yes. So um, if you head over to our um, Facebook page, Boston Connect Real Estate, it's um, facebook.com slash Boston Connect and like our page um, every Tuesday um, between 6.15 and 7.31 we're live on WATD. Um, we, the first 10 people who like our page will receive a $5 gift card uh, to Dunkin' Donuts and we'll either send it in the mail. I'll send you a message on Facebook um, when I see that people have liked the page and mm-hmm. I'll either um, send it to you in the mail or you can stop by our office, whatever's convenient for you. So um, I picked a bunch of those up today and uh, we're ready to send them out. Mm. So get to liking, people. Yeah, absolutely. So just go to facebook.com forward slash Boston Connect, and that's how you can find us. So we're talking about uh, contingencies, all kinds of contingencies that come up when you are buying house, um, a home, or selling a home. So we, we did start this topic last week, and we just really wanted to take our time with it because it does have a lot. Uh, keep in mind, we are not real estate attorneys. Um, I have been selling real estate for 18 years and have been surrounded by the best of the best when it comes to attorneys. So um, we, and we've been doing, it comes up a lot. Lot. So that's why we're very, very familiar with the language and the terminology with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to state that we are not real estate attorneys. And if you are thinking about any of these things, you certainly should be discussing it with your attorney. Um, in the state of Massachusetts, when you put an offer in, um, an offer to purchase on a property, that is a legally binding document. Just have to keep in mind, everything that's on there will then flow over to the purchase and sales agreement. So don't miss anything that's really important to you. So um, we see that a lot, that people make that mistake with contingent upon seller finding and securing suitable housing. Mm -hmm. So who wants to talk about that one a little bit? What? Finding suitable housing. Finding suitable housing. Seller, yep. Um, A seller finding suitable housing. So um, typically when we meet with um, any potential seller, we obviously ask, you know, do you already have a a place that you are going to be moving to or do you need to find somebody, uh, Some find somebody, well, hopefully it's us, find (laughs) somewhere to go. go. Choose us. Um, Yeah, so if they do need to purchase a home, um, we do put into MLS when we put their house on the market that, um, you know, subject to seller finding suitable housing and, um, and typically, um, Mary knows as a buyer's agent, um, if somebody comes in um, with an offer, sometimes there's um, that is in the offer to purchase, but they sometimes put in, uh, you know, a date. It must yeah. have, you know, must secure suitable housing, whether that's, um, you know, they have an accepted offer, a signed purchase and sales agreement, um, or even a closing date mm-hmm. um, needs to be by um, a certain date. Um, and that's a buyer's agent you know, protecting their client. If mm-hmm. we do happen to get an offer and it doesn't have subject to suitable housing for our seller, we remind the agent that that is um, in MLS and that is something that we um, are protecting our clients with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you have anything to add, Mary? I think you, I mean, you touched upon it um, already with, so there's the blanket and people are going to be super familiar um, buyers, sellers, super familiar with the idea of subject to the seller finding and securing suitable housing, just that clause right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That is the most beneficial to a seller client because it's the most open-ended. Yeah. Um, the more specific you get when it comes down to, um, you know, it, what is what is defined as securing suitable housing? Mm-hmm. Is it having an accepted offer? Is And is mm-hmm. it by such and such date? Is it having a signed purchase and sale? Yep. Is it securing the seller's financing? Yep. So taking 
each step further that you take it, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, is is more not necessarily secure for the buyer, but defining the um, expectations so everybody is clear and concise on where they stand, mm-hmm. which I think helps everybody operate more comfortably with a suitable housing clause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so not necessarily about security, but kind of we're going to lay our cards on the table. We're all going to communicate really well with each other. Yeah. Um, and work towards work towards finding the seller yeah, stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Finding the seller a house, whatever it may be. Yeah. And if you're a good buyer's agent, you should be defining those. You know, expectations. We, you mm-hmm. should define those expectations to the you know, in the get-go. And there are options, you know, if, you know, you you were supposed to have, you know, an accepted offer on a house in two weeks, there's an option to extend that and hopefully not have to keep extending, extending, extending. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes people can't sell their house if they don't have anywhere to go. So so that's definitely a very important um, contingency to have. Um, as a seller, you have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, vice versa too is, you know, protecting your seller, you know, from being able to do that. But also when you're accepting an offer and that offer states that it's contingent upon the buyer, you know, selling their house, mm-hmm. you know, so some people get creative and they don't put it in their offer. That's like the new thing that I've been seeing. Mm. And actually that's one of the things, one of our agents in the office came to me and asked me for a little help um, earlier this afternoon. And the agent who wrote up the offer did not write in there that it's contingent upon the sale of 123 Main Street. Mm-hmm. I, I won't give the obvious address, but um, so it was It was contingent upon the sale of that. Again, sale can be interpreted in so many different ways. What does mm-hmm. sale actually mean? So does that mean an accepted offer? Does that mean a signed purchase and sales agreement? Does that mean a commitment letter? Does that mean we went to the closing that the deed is recorded? What does it mean? And again, these are where our great attorneys get involved and they sort of hash out all that language. But one of the things was, you know, the agent had asked me, how do I, how do I work this? So like the other agent didn't write it in there, Mm -hmm. but she did notice that it was on the pre-approval letter. So the pre-approval letter said they're not going to get that money until they sell 123 Main Street. Yeah. So you have to be so diligent. You really have to read this stuff. This is not a time for people to be sloppy about real estate. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Amen. You can't be. Well, that happened to our team last year um, with one of our properties down the Cape. Was it already last year? Yeah. Yeah, With uh, one of our properties down the Cape, you know, our client accepted an offer and it wasn't contingent upon the sale of a house and, Mm -hmm. you know. You caught it. Mm -hmm. You caught it and and, and sort of called the agent out and the agent was caught, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to be Well, do you remember how I caught him? (laughs) He sent a text to the wrong person. Yeah, he sent a text to the wrong person I mean you gotta you know you gotta <laughs> make sure that you know what you're doing here but um but he ended up that agent actually by the way I'm obviously not going to say any names you know the thing is is because we're very diligent and we are looking at everything and we have to cross our T's and dot our eyes my job is to protect my client and when I picked up on what he was doing I was able to then from that point forward when someone lies to you, yeah, my I had my spideys up at mm-hmm. that point, you know, yeah, and I caught him in several yeah. lies afterwards. And what happened at the very end? Remember, he told me that his client stole the keys off of the uh, counter at the final walkthrough, and then remember there was a delay yeah. with getting it recorded, mm-hmm. and I was like, you can't move in before. 
you know, it's recorded. And he told me that she stole the keys and I let the attorneys know in an email that I was informed that the the buyer stole the keys and her attorney sent her the email too. And she like yelled and screamed at me because she said that that wasn't true. And I was like, well, that's what he told me. So I actually had a conversation with her and told her all these other things too. And she's like, yeah, okay. So anyways, how did we get on that little rampage? Um, just, you know, not having the right contingencies oh, yeah. in your offer and sort of not being forthright with some things. Um, and another thing that we have caught is um, uh, if somebody says that they have cash, um, that they're purchasing the house oh, with yeah. cash, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, through the process, they realize that they do have to take out a loan. That changes your offer. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be sneaky. You know, sometimes it is, you know, sort of a mistake or, or whatever you want to call it. And now you don't have the cash, so you have to go for financing. But your offer might not have been accepted had it been, um, you know, financing instead of cash. So you mm-hmm. really have to be forthright and and sort of honest it about changes. all these things. It changes the offer. I mean, yeah. that is not what the offer stipulated. So that happens too, but people don't realize it when they change loan officers. Your offer was accepted based on the fact that you're using mm-hmm. you know, ABC Mortgage Company. Yeah. And then sometimes like in between, they're like, oh, they decided to switch. Well, who did they switch to? Yeah. Oh, well, they're using some internet, you know, something or other. Yeah. Well, that wasn't agreed upon, Yeah. you know, so you really can't just make those changes. But those are the things that, you know, we're always trying to find. You know, you mm-hmm. don't just get these offers. And Well, you, I mean, you can make the change, but you have to have the open dialogue yeah. to, to do so. You know, you can't just call yeah. and say, oh, yeah, by the way, you know. The seller has to accept it. Yeah, the seller has to accept it. And if not, then you go your separate ways and, you know, you snooze, you lose. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you that's, snooze, you that's my professional yeah. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs> the other thing is um, with um, right before we got an offer on one of our properties and we, when I was talking, Mary and I were talking to the agent earlier, you know, mm-hmm. just to go over the details. And that's the other thing too, is have open dialogue with the other, with your co-brokes. I mean, we're all in the same sandbox, you know yeah. what I mean? So playing nice in the sandbox is really important, but we just called her. We know her. We've dealt with her out there, you know, and just said, oh, have you ever worked with this mortgage company before? I know her as an agent. I know she's a very good agent. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, I would trust her if she had used this company before, I would have confidence in that mm-hmm. company too. She hadn't used this mortgage company before, but it is, you know, related to, you know, somebody where this person works. It was very easy for me to then discuss that with my seller. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. the seller is the one that has the final decision if they yeah. want to take, you know, the offer or not. And it's all about your delivery too. And, and your, clients know that you're just trying to educate them throughout the whole entire process. So if you were like, well, you know, I really don't know. Like you don't want to put the fear mm-hmm. in anybody. You want to be able to just calmly tell them and educate them and then they can make their own decision. You want to be the rock. You yeah. don't want to become you the sales be the defense rock. team. The sales defense team. <laughs> sales defense team. Yeah. yeah, that's what we learned. And wasn't it? Yeah, that was the buff man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The sales defense the rock, team. The yeah. rock is the, oh, is yes. the buff man, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, like big rocks or little rocks, sand, water. <laughs> sand and water, yeah. Sand and water. So with the um, home, home sale contingency, um, the home, is that the one that we were just talking about, the home sale contingency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of we went back and forth a little bit with that one. Having the home sale contingency is... Um, 
one of the things that you have to look at is, so with this other agent that came to me earlier, I said, all right, well, is the house on the market? She's like, yes. So I went online and I looked at the house and I was like, all right, well, it looks cute. Um, doesn't look like there will be a problem. Like it's your job to check and see, mm-hmm. all right, do you think that this house is actually going to sell? And then one of the things that she was thinking about was, all right, well, the seller could not accept the offer and maybe extend it like 30 days to, you know, get a PNS. And I was like, well, I like to do two weeks because the first two weeks that you come on the market is telltale of your yeah. activity. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting showings, then your price is too high. That's what you're generally going to get out of it. But um, one of the things that came up was the agent wasn't going to allow showings until May 4th. So I said, so why is that? And then the agent had an answer, something to do with open houses. And so... Like she wasn't able to do an open house until then, but she wasn't going to allow showings until then. And I just looked at my our agent and I just said, you're asking your client to take their house off of the market for two weeks before they even start showing their house. Like you could have a buyer walk in the door that has nothing to sell. Mm-hmm. So I said, just explain it to the agent. Maybe she just didn't understand how she has it worded in MLS. So she did. And she, she was like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. So she took it off. So there you go. All you have to do is talk it out. Yeah, it's all about communication, baby. Yeah. Talk real estate. Yeah. On WATD (laughs) 95.9 FM every Tuesday evening here with us and Rye. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. What other... What other things? Shay, you wanted to talk about condominiums. Oh, yeah. Because those are... There are a lot of little nuances with that. Yeah. Yeah. So recently, I I think I might have talked about this last week, too. So... um, I put an offer in on a property and what, instead of writing every little thing, I wrote buyer to have 30 days uh, from um, accepted offer to complete all due diligence, right? So Mm -hmm. it's up to me to do my due diligence as a buyer of a property, right? So you want to, you know, if you want to go to town hall and look at permits, if you like, these are the things that we're doing for our clients. We want them to come with us to town hall so they can see too, but... Um, you know, doing your due diligence. One of the things with condos that's really, really important is making sure that you get a copy of the condo docs, Mm -hmm. get a copy of the master deed, get a copy of any, like, are there any special assessments coming Mm -hmm. up? Meeting minutes. And the, yeah, that's the one that's really important. And that's, that's, that tells a lot because, you could have a big condo association. And I remember one time doing this in, I've talked about it before on the air. It was a younger, um, younger lady, woman, uh, young lady purchasing a place. It was one of my client's daughters and it was a big condo development. And we asked for six months of the condo docs. So they meet every month. They have these meetings and whatever they're talking about has to be written down. Mm -hmm. So those are the minutes of the meeting. So I requested those and in it, I found, you know, a tenant, which means it wasn't the owner of the, of the unit. It was a tenant in let's just say you know building a unit six is harassing women in the parking lot so like you can see those types of things you might be able to see um buildings uh one through six need new roofs you know discussions to take place at next meeting on when you know when we should do that you can all you can sort of tell when they're going to do special assessments Mm -hmm. you know like we went by you went by Leiden Lane the other day when we were on the phone yeah yeah they resided they're residing one entire building one section which is probably 
10, maybe 10 to 12. Or more, yeah. Yeah, 10 to 12 Mm -hmm. units. Yeah, I went by there the other day myself, too, and I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, I Mm -hmm. wonder if that's a special assessment. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. It's really important when you're putting in an offer on a condo to ask, are there any special assessments if the agent didn't put it in Mm -hmm. to MLS? Because, like, you know, who's responsible to pay that special assessment Mm -hmm. based off of when the assessment happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the assessment happens when the seller is still in the condo, is it their responsibility? Even though they aren't going to be enjoying whatever it is that got, Mm -hmm. you know, assessed, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's, we had that situation last year, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Remember the water main one that broke that? It was, a, yeah, it, was a, it was a deck situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Explain the wa- that. The water mean. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Mm. And the day that will live in infamy. Yes. Um, but what was the special assessment? So the and special that paper a- came while we're in contract. Yeah. The, there was a special assessment for... Um, I think it was repairing some some of the unit some of the building's decking um, mm-hmm. outside or painting the decking. It was it was something to do with the deck. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was given to. There was no note of it in the meeting minutes, mm-hmm. um, but there was a letter that was sent out to every homeowner, probably. Um, so we were representing it was just the sellers. A couple weeks before closing, wasn't it? I think it was just about a week, yeah. a, a week or two um, before closing, and. You know, we kind of, if if you know, if you know there's going to be a special assessment, you have to disclose it as a seller. So mm-hmm. we immediately went to the buyer's agent and said, hey, listen, this is what's happening. We had no idea. Um, you know, they're not doing this until I think it was like the following spring. Like I don't even, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't remember. It wasn't immediate. It wasn't an immediate repair that was going to take place. Um, so I think we ended up... Um, negotiating like paying for half of it Mm -hmm. um, not paying the entire assessment because it really is the seller's responsibility um, at that point to disclose it to the buyer Mm -hmm. that this is something that was upcoming would that have changed her mind in purchasing the unit Mm -hmm. had she known up front it wasn't such an astronomical cost that it probably would have Mm -hmm. but um, it was important for us to at least well it's always important to be honest but disclose 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 I always do. I mean, I don't live in the house. I don't know. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, you're going to bump into these people at Stop and Shop. Why do you want to take the chance that you're going to look like a loser? Yeah. Like, because you didn't want to talk <laughs> about a thousand dollar loser. L on your head. Yeah. But we yeah. got like six offers, maybe even more on that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we would have found somebody. We could have found somebody we else. Could've. But no, you but have the to let the person who ended yeah. up in there was perfect. Oh, yeah. She perfect. was awesome. She was really, really good. Um, but, you know, you want to, would have that changed the person's perspective mm-hmm. of how they, wa- if they wanted that unit yeah. or, the, or not. So you're definitely better to tell. It's so much easier, isn't it? I don't know why people have a hard time. We talk about this all the time with communication and why people have a hard time, like agents have a hard time communicating. I don't have a hard time giving people news like that. Like, yeah. it's just what it is. I didn't do it. You're better <laughs> off saying it than not saying it. Yeah. So. Wouldn't you rather know? Yeah, and once you have, um, there's a book called Difficult Conversations, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and uh, I I'm had to reading, read it. I am reading an awesome book right now. I literally love it. I got it. Um, I got it at the airport. I love my oh, airport yeah. magazine uh, books, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's just about you know having difficult conversations. They just help you grow as a person. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid of those. Um, because it it does get easier to sort of have those conversations, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing I was thinking of, it just popped into my head when you said, um, would it have changed wanting to purchase the house? Um, 
a uh, passing Title V. Mm. Um, just just sort of popped in my head. So that's like that contingency. One. That's a good contingency. Um, you know, contingent upon um, seller providing passing Title V report. Um, and that could go on into, you know, how many bedrooms it is, you know, if it needs to be replaced, upgrading the system, you know, is mm-hmm. the buyer going to be responsible for that difference if they wanted to mm-hmm. make it a four or five bedroom instead of a three mm-hmm. or four, you know. So again, we could talk about stuff. Do you think that forever, we're boring but... people to death tonight that no one wants to call us? <laughs> I don't know. Ryan, no, John, I... do you think that this topic is just so boring we're not getting any callers at all? I think, you know, I think people just want to want to listen to you keep on talking. <laughs> That's all. John's in there like, oh, <laughs> I feel sleepy. <laughs> I think it can be a very complicated um, a subject. So just, very, it is. it's if you're not in it every day to yeah. grasp it and to mm. really have a working knowledge of it, yeah, um, it's it, is probably pretty pretty difficult. So we're talking yeah. about a lot of different scenarios mm-hmm. and a, and kind of uh, our realm of every real estate transaction that we've had yeah. over the past eighteen years and me mm. over the last eight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's probably a lot and it's mm-hmm. all circumstantial. So we have a working knowledge of everything, whereas yeah. somebody out there is probably like. <laughs> I just want to sell my house and then buy one too. Yeah, you that's know? yeah, like that's sim- all. Mm-hmm. Like simplify it. I all feel right. like this topic is like one that you don't know the questions to ask. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point. You're so smart. I'm so lucky to have you as my producer. <laughs> you know I, that. <laughs> you know what, Sharon? Thank you so much. What do we ask? Seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero. Don't forget, we're just looking for one person to call us that is interested in this book that I am going to donate. If no one calls us tonight, you know what I'll do is I'll leave a note for uh, Rob. Uh, maybe Rob can uh, give it away tomorrow. So uh, Wounded Homecoming. And um, anyways, that's, you know, the book that I was going to donate. So mm. if you are interested in that, we're going to have um, the Purple Heart Homes uh, organization calling in next week so we can interview them. All right. Some of the other contingencies as well. Let's see a good one. Um, oh, so the other thing with condos. So you want to give yourself time. You want to review the budget. Yeah. A lot of times when you're getting a loan, um, not a lot of times, every time the bank wants to make sure that there's a good, healthy budget, that there's money in the reserves. Um, condo questionnaire. Condo questionnaire. There's all kinds of things in there. So you want to make sure that you're reviewing all of those documents. I have uh, something in the process right now where I've been reviewing the uh, condo docs and the master deed and um, you know you see a change there was an amendment to it so you have to make sure you're pulling the deed on these things um, and it, one of the changes is made in one place but not another so you just want to make sure that everything is lined up and having an attorney doing all of that stuff for you is very very important the other thing to look for in your condo docs is uh, pets if pets are allowed mm. a lot of times people move in mm. and they're like oh I wasn't told that I couldn't have a pet yeah you could have that what was that boa constrictor thing or whatever that did you see that big snake that somebody let loose and it was what? on their roof what no but that sounds terrifying on their roof no what's the one a pe- what's the one that eats people like could eat a whole I think it's a python. P- python? Oh, python? python. 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 There was a python. Yeah, Ew, crawling on somebody's house. Where Sweet. in Massachusetts? I don't remember. It was on our news, anyways. But okay, it was legit. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Um, no, we don't want that. <laughs> so another contingency too is. 
Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're buying a property that perhaps maybe it's somebody who has a lot of stuff or a hoarder or there's just like maybe it's a vacant property, but there's a lot of things behind. You want to make sure that it's contingent. Again, we're talking about contingencies, contingent upon the property being free and clear of mm-hmm. all, you know, personal, uh, yeah, personal items, debris and tenants. You know, human yeah. beings, human beings, squatters, no squatters. Yeah, you want everybody out. <laughs> Broom swept condition. <laughs> exactly. So that's another contingency. Yeah. Um, um, the other ones we talked about new construction. I'm not going to talk about trade. Then we'll do that when we have a loan officer on. Oh, the solar panels. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people are sort of turned off by so- solar panels, if, mm-hmm. like especially if they're um, like leased mm-hmm. and transferring ownership and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you have to look into all of those. Yeah, so you have contingent to upon that, but that's one of those things that you have to put in there. You want to do a whole um, contingency where it's a buyer to do their due diligence and give yourself enough time to do that. If you liked our show tonight, we're so happy that you listened. And if you have a topic for us, feel free to reach out to us. You can go to Real Estate at BostonConnect.com. Um, you can reach us at 781-826-8000. Go on to BostonConnect.com. You can find us there. Today is Administrative Professionals Day, so Mary and I are going to be taking Miss Mel's Bells out to <laughs> Cask and Flagon to watch the Bruins go bees. Uh, we're going to watch Woo-hoo. them win the series. So, Ryan, yes, thank you hopefully. as always. And we will see Bye. you next week. Bye, Bye Ryan. Bye, Ryan.